If this was a normal spring um, sort of time, we'd all be talking about the weather, wouldn't we? Because this spring has probably been one of the sunniest springs that I can ever remember. Uh, we talk about barbecue summers from time to time, but we've really had a barbecue spring. And it's been warm, apart from today, it's a bit chilly today, but it's been warm, hasn't it, for, for days and days. And the sun has been shining. Now, sunshine is great. I love the sunshine, but when you have my hairstyle, it does cause some, um, some sort of practical considerations to stop yourself from burning the top of your head. So for me, it's that time of year when I start thinking about hats. And I had a look around our house over the last few days and looked at the various sorts of hats that we, we have managed to accumulate over the years. I don't know if you can see this one here. This is like, I think I'd call it a flower pot man hat, um, probably good for gardening and those kind of things. Came across this one. Um, it looks more like a jockey. I don't know where that came from. I've never worn that. Um, so either a jockey or part of the French Legion or something or other. Um, interesting one there. Um, keep the sun off, mind you. There's this one, which is a, a beanie hat. I think that's probably one of the boys from when they were younger. Um, keep the sun off, but it would also get you a bit hot, so not so good. Um, and then this one. Goodness me, look at that. Can you see Manchester United? A hat of shame. Actually, I won't say more about football at the moment, which leads me to the one that I end up normally wearing, which is this one, which is a baseball cap. Now, when you go and try baseball caps on, quite often what you see in the label is that it says, one size fits all. So you just get your hat and then you do the thing on the back of the hat to get it to fit your head. Now, this one, thankfully, is a large one, so it does actually fit me. But the ones that are one size fits all, if I try and put them on, all that happens is they sit on the top of my head. They don't really work. And I think what is true of hats is actually true of everyday life. There is no such thing as one size fits all. The scriptures tell us that actually God has made each of us unique. We are all made in his image, but we are made with different gifts, different abilities, different callings. We, we look different, we sound different, we experience the world in different ways. And we have different emotional responses to situations. We've already touched on this today, just before we prayed together, about how we're all experiencing this particular time in different ways. The pandemic has brought with it different backstories for, for each of us. You know, some of us are just desperately missing one another. Others of us may have financial concerns that have risen to the surface. Others of us are significant health worries that have come into the fore. Well, this morning we've had two readings, one from Lamentations chapter 3 and one from John's Gospel chapter 11. And there's a common theme to both those readings, and the, the theme is the theme of lament. Throughout the scriptures at various points, we find God's people lamenting. And this includes Jesus, the Son of God himself. The word lament really just means to passionately express grief and to sorrow, sort of an outpouring of inner emotion. It's, it's quite an un-British thing to do in many ways, because it's about sort of just showing what is deep inside of us. The book of Lamentations is written possibly by the prophet Jeremiah, and it's written in the aftermath of the fall of the kingdom of Judah, the fall of Jerusalem, and the destruction of the temple that happened in 587 BC. And if you get a chance to read it, it's only a short book, it's I think five chapters, but it's a book of searing honesty and pain. 
It's a selection of poems about a man who, who just lays bare his grief before the Lord. It says in chapter 2, verse 11, My eyes fail from weeping. I am in torment within. It, just the honesty and the brutality of the honesty is quite an eye-opener. And what we find the writer doing is just grappling with what they've seen, grappling with um, what it says about their nation, their sin, and how to do that, but still in the presence of God. If you read Lamentations, it's not a book of philosophy, just so much as a book of an outpouring. This is how I feel, this is what I've seen, and this is how I reflect on it. But the section that we heard, which is one of those rare moments where the light, if you like, shines in in the book of Lamentations, what we find is the writer won't lament outside of, of relationship with God, but he brings God into the centre, and he will still trust, and he will still walk with the Lord, and he will still focus on God. The second reading um, from John's Gospel was a reading about the death and then the rising of Lazarus. Lazarus, a friend of Jesus at the start of the reading, he, he sadly died, and we heard to the end of account, the account where Jesus calls him out of the tomb. But in between those two sort of bookended um, events is a period of brief lament, verses 33 to 35. First of all, Mary is weeping, and then there's a number of other people who join in with the grief over the death of Lazarus. And then in verse 35, there are just two words. The shortest verse in the Bible, but one of the most profound where it simply says, Jesus wept. Just, just think about that for a moment. Jesus wept. The Son of God, God himself, weeping at the death of a friend, lamenting over the brokenness and the fallenness of the world that results in us as human beings dying. But the truth today is, however you are, whether you're in joy, whether you're in lament, whether you're just bored, Jesus is with us. Jesus knows and Jesus walks with us and cares for us. It's been suggested quite widely that actually one of the lost languages of the contemporary church is the language of lament. The ability to be real, really brutally honest and open before God. You know, I think we've got much better at the language of celebration and praise in the contemporary church than perhaps some of the generations previously to us. You know, we're good at our loud songs. We're good at proclaiming that Christ has risen. But when it comes to being open and honest about what is going deep within, perhaps sometimes we need to do a bit more thinking about how we give language to that. But what we find in the scripture are models for how to lament. Lamentations is a series of poems. We could use that just to express our own thoughts, like those verses we did today. Some of the Psalms take up the same theme. Or perhaps you're a person who, who likes to do a prayer journal or a prayer diary. Just pour out your thoughts onto paper. Or perhaps you're somebody who's a, a musician or an artist or a dancer. Use those vehicles that God has given us to be creative, to express those inner feelings before God that come out of our, the deepest parts of our hearts. If you've got a good memory and we're watching our live stream two weeks ago, you'll remember that we were looking at the book of Daniel. Now, the book of Daniel is written after the, the exile, the same exile that um, the book of Lamentations is written about. Now, the early part of Daniel is set at roughly the same time period as Lamentations. But actually, we find a very stark difference between the two. Daniel is getting on with life. 
He's living faithfully. He's living carefully. We saw that the other week. And he sees his new normal. We'll hear that phrase a lot, I think, from politicians in the coming days. The new normal. He's living with the new normal, but using it as a way of serving God, of trusting God, of just getting on with life and and being the best he can in that situation. At the same time, the writer of Lamentations is just there in in, in lament, in, in just pouring out. Some of the Psalms, you know, by the rivers of Babylon, we sat down and wept as we remembered Zion. They're just there, pouring out their hearts to God. Different people, same period, same backdrop, same God. And it's just a reminder that there is no one size fits all. You know, today, if this lockdown, if this pandemic is starting to really impact you, and it may even be breaking you, God is there with you. God knows. And Jesus walks alongside you. If the lockdown is giving you a bigger sense of vision for what God may be calling you to, and a sense of excitement of all this amazing technology that we're using this morning, how that could be used to reach people with the gospel, God is also with you. Press into that. Keep being encouraged and excited about what God may be doing in your life. There's a unifying factor, though, here. In Lamentations, in John's Gospel, in the book of Daniel, in all those psalms that are sort of lamenting psalms. The unifying factor is not a fake smile and a ploughing on mentality. But the unifying factor is that life lived with God is the only way of flourishing as a human being. The honest living before God is what he calls us to do. Lament is shared with God and it's shared by God. Lamentations 3.23, that beautiful verse where it just simply says, Great is your faithfulness. Crisis points in life can sometimes, and I think when the pressure's on, they can actually reveal quite a lot about how we really are. And the, 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 sort of the pressure of the circumstances can reveal something about our deeper inner heart. Is your life this morning, is it rooted deeply in God? Are you journeying with God? Where do you turn to when those feelings perhaps overwhelm you in one way or another? Do you turn to the Lord? Or do you find that you're drinking too much? Or are you spending too much time online? Or you're just blanking it all out by, by sort of binge-watching Netflix or whatever it might be? None of those things, though, will satisfy in the way that walking with the Lord will do. What a privilege that God walks with us. One person commented um, over Easter that actually we're, we're Easter people as Christians. We're people of the resurrection. We're people called into God's new creation. We're people looking forward to the return of Christ. But at the same time, we're still Good Friday people. We're still people who live with the pain and the anguish and the brokenness of a fallen world. Now we know Jesus has dealt with that on the cross. We know that our sin can be forgiven. But until he returns, that final victory isn't announced. And we have to live with the here and now. But our lament is only temporary. We'll only be in the valley for a short while. And Jesus promises that eternal hope that we looked at last week. That eternal glory spent with him. So I think the question really that I want to leave us with this morning is, will we root ourselves? Will we journey through these coming weeks with the Lord? Even if that means pouring our heart out in lament, will we do it? Will we keep journeying with God? See, one of the real blessings of being a Christian is that we can journey with the Lord 
with our church families. And if you're part of our LBC family, please don't ever feel that you need to be alone. Please um, use our, our phoning services or go on the website and find the contact details for me or for Chris or for any of the leadership team. And let's keep doing this one anothering stuff that we've talked about a lot as a church. Loving one another, caring for one another, comforting one another. As we walk with the Lord, let's be confident that he is with us. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you that you walk with us every step of our lives. Thank you that you are closer than a brother. Thank you that we can be real and honest with you. When we're okay, we can show that with you. When we're not okay, Lord, you know and you draw alongside us. So I just want to pray for each of us that we will root our lives deeply within you. Lord, be close to us by your spirit, we pray. Amen.